Penguin presents Turning 18, an audio series put together to mark 18 years of the Refugee Council's children's section. The stories are written and read by refugees and inspired by the theme Turning 18. Chakwan Wike Zaramu. As a gay man, Chakwan Wike Zaramu fled his native Nigeria in 2007, where homosexual activity remains illegal. And can carry a punishment of up to 14 years in prison, whilst death by stoning is the punishment for homosexual acts in some of the northern states. Today, he is an active LGBT rights campaigner, and has received refugee status in the UK. He's currently studying for a degree in law. Eighteen, it is a magic number, a magic one indeed for young men and women. They look forward to it and cannot wait to jump into the world of 18. Ladies, in particular, are more excited about it. They cannot wait to be addressed as sweet 18 and to prove to the world that they have arrived. For some of these young men and women, 18 is their magic wand of independence. But for others, it symbolizes freedom to explore the world. Like a caged bird who suddenly realized that the cage holding him is no more under lock and key, and shouted, "Hello, world! Here I come at last." Eighteen is therefore that magic moment, an age of great expectation and exploration, and whatever you can think of. So far, it goes in line with freedom. But for me, as a person who has already clocked that age, was my experience the same? As those of these young men and women, I am not quite sure if my answer will be yes, because instead of taking advantage of the freedom of exploration that comes with this magic number, I was plunged into a wild world of mental anguish, personality crisis, and identity uncertainty. For most of my mates, by the age of eighteen, they have already known who they are. But my experience is a bit different. I was still lost and waiting to be found. I come from a culture, and in my culture, being eighteen means a lot of things. Being an Igbo from the southeastern part of Nigeria, eighteen is an age of initiation into manhood. My papa would always tell me, out of excitement, "You are finally going to be a man," and I would reply. As if I had always been a woman, I perfectly understood my papa, but he never understood me. He spoke to me in a very plain language, but I would always reply in parable, because I do not want to make myself and my feelings very clear to him, for the fear that I might upset him. My father wanted me to be a man in the sense and manner as understood by my people and culture. To be eighteen in my culture means a lot of things. It means being a man, and being a man amongst the Igbos means being under the influence of overflowing testosterone and going about the village doing good to women. It means having a girlfriend, or getting married and increasing and multiplying like a chicken without a control, or a truck on a high speed. On a highway with no brake, but was I ready for this type of life? 
I so much doubted it. In fact, I was not, for before striking that magic number, I had earlier discovered that I was different from every other guy in the village. They had recounted to me, time without number, their sexual escapades with girls in the village. I had no such experience in my portfolio to share with them. I had never known any woman before the age of 18. But I was never revision either. I had already lost it to a guy in the village who was about five years older than me. It began as a kiss, but no ordinary one. In fact, the kiss could only be described as an extraordinary, ordinary kiss and has since taught me that kissing a woman could be sweet, but not as sweet as the main thing, kissing a man. I am not pretending that it was as easy as ABC or 1, 2, 3 for both of us. It was not. We had to steal a time without number and how to hide each time as Jews hiding from Hitler the lunatic. It was a pure love and we indeed loved each other. But despite this, this love was prematurely extinguished because it was not being manly that being 18 was meant to bring. Opposition was stiff. It came from every corner and angle, culture, religion, and everywhere you can think of. It was a heartbreak express for us. The rest of the story became a struggle. And therefore, while being 18 became a source of joy for some, it became a source of sorrow disappointment, sadness, agony, and loneliness for me. I kept asking questions, but no answer was coming. I then resigned to my fate and painfully accepted that this is who I am. I had to pretend and lie to fit in. That was how I lived my 18. I kept struggling, trying to fit in, but the more I do, the more I discover who the real me is. I am the person I am. Nothing is wrong with me. This process of discovery kept unraveling itself till I had to leave home to travel over 5,500 miles to the United Kingdom to finally discover that this is exactly who I am. And like that caged bird, I realized that the cage was, after all, not under lock and key. And I shouted, Hello world, here I come at last. Today, I am living happily ever after. This audio series was brought to you by Penguin Audiobooks in association with the Refugee Council, who provide advice and support to people who come to the UK in search of protection. To hear more from this series, find out more about the work of the Refugee Council or to make a donation towards the running of its services, please visit www.turning18.co.uk.